Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Aniko Ball, who is um, a, a dentist and an Alexander te uh, Technique teacher. She's a graduate of Melbourne University. Practice, she's practiced general dentistry, dental hypnosis, periodontics, and dental sleep medicine. And she's uh, recently be, be, uh, become certified as a teacher of the Alexander Technique. And she, um, she has spent a lot of time working uh, recently with other dentists and has had very good results. And we're going to talk today a little bit about that, but we're mostly going to talk about her, what she's learned that will be helpful for Alexander Technique teachers to know when they're talking to people in the medical profession. Aniko, welcome to the show. Aniko, sorry. Aniko, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm delighted to connect with you again, Robert. It's a, it's a pleasure talking to you. I think it would be helpful for the teachers who, for whom this podcast is mainly uh, directed to just say a, a, a little bit about how you got into the technique and how it helped you. Just maybe a, a minute or two on that. So, uh, Robert, I, I came to the uh, technique after suffering chronic occupational chronic pain as a dentist for over 30 years, tried everything, went to every specialist and physical therapist and prayed for help. And I stumbled upon it by pure luck uh -huh. and and it got me well. And yeah. I was amazed that I hadn't heard of it. So yeah. I was never going to do the training myself. I just mm -hmm. loved what I learned. And then at some point, I thought I need to train as a teacher so I can save my colleagues from suffering the way I used to. And I believe it is preventable. Yes, because you, you had a pretty serious condition. Um, and you were even contemplating retire, retiring from the dental profession you have good memory. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. declared a hopeless case by my doctor and several mm -hmm. physical therapists and right. told to have spinal surgery and a life on anti-inflammatory medication from right. pain all over my body. Right. So I know that you started working with dentists, I believe, even before you uh, uh, became certified, but you're certainly doing it now. Um, Say a little bit about how other dentists have responded to uh, to what you've told them about the technique and showed them about the technique. Well, during my training, I realized that I need to start getting the word out even before I graduated. So I, I put an application to present at various dental conferences and congresses because mm -hmm. I thought that's the way that I can let my profession know that there is something that can help. And and now I graduated a year and a half ago, and I have been teaching dentists in programs, and also I've done a lot more presentations at dental congresses, and I also run workshops, and the response has been very positive, and in fact, I'm just about to publish some of the testimonials, and um, I, it is beyond my wildest dreams, and this was my vision when I enrolled to do the training, which I did over 40 years, mm -hmm. the 1600-hour training at the 
uh, Melbourne Alexander School. And my vision was to make a difference to my profession, and it is happening. Mm -hmm. And from that experience, I, I, I assume at some point it occurred to you that it wasn't just dentists who could benefit from this. It was really quite a range of medical professionals. Is that, is that correct? Very much so, Robert. So I must say that after my second Alexander lesson, uh, it was a revelation to me that I could actually turn my head, which I couldn't for over 30 years, and I had lots of therapy on it. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, thought, wow, there's something in this Alexander work that's very special. How come I hadn't heard of it? Yeah. And, and um, I've realized during my training that it it hasn't been it, it would be so um, applicable to uh, everyone and of course the medical dental fields um, um, physical therapists literally everyone and anyone who bends over for their work and of course in the medical profession not only do we need to help doctors and surgeons who are all suffering but also they have patients who are presenting regularly with chronic back neck pain and if they knew that the Alexander technique helped not only would it be beneficial to them but they could be recommending it to their patients exactly. so I feel Robert it's very important for us to reach out to the medical field and that's something that I will be doing once I've done enough work with the dentists and as I mentioned to you in our previous discussion uh, already I have uh, ear, nose, and throat specialists and doctors interested in my programs because mm -hmm. there's nothing out there for them. Right. So what, what's your um, general advice <clears throat> Excuse me, to Alexander teachers who want to, let's say, explain what, what this Alexander technique thing is to medical professionals? I know, I know from what you said, it's not going to be the same as if they're talking to actors or singers or whatever. It's going to be a very different approach, right? Exactly. And this is something that I've spent years trying to figure out. Uh, the answer to my question as to why I hadn't heard of this. And by the way, after speaking to hundreds of dentists, I ask every time, has anyone heard of the Alexander Technique? And only a person who has actually done some singing or had um, learned some musical instrument might have heard of it through them. Right. But otherwise, it is unknown. And I believe the reason is that um, the Alexander Technique needs to be translated into a, a scientific, clear language for the medical, dental, scientific world. So anyone who has that kind of background, they have a very different learning style to, for example, the way that a musician or a performing artist would, would be happy to learn the Alexander technique. For example, the way I teach the uh, dentist, I begin in a seminar room with, with very, very clear, well-prepared slides. It's an interactive slide presentation, and I use um, a lot of um, um, scientific research data. Luckily, Robert, we're at a, a in a period where there are more and more um, 
scientific studies being published which show very clearly the effectiveness of the Alexander technique. Mm -hmm. And when you present the Alexander technique to a scientific audience, it's not enough for me to stand up and say, well, it helped me. That's called anecdotal evidence. They need research evidence, uh, Mm -hmm. large randomized studies, for example, the one that was published in the British Medical Journal, the Mm. A-team study, and there are there have been many more. Mm. And so any Alexander teacher that would like to approach uh, a doctor or a dentist or a personal um, uh, physical therapist or anybody, anybody who has had scientific training, they need to be very familiar with um, the research studies so that you've got it at your fingertips and you can talk about it. It's also very helpful to look up the injury rates, and it's called the musculoskeletal disorders in scientific research terms mm-hmm. for that particular field. So I have got at my fingertips the fact that when I talk to dentists, about 87% of dentists are suffering worldwide from chronic pain and 25% are suffering from severe pain and 97% of hygienists are in pain. So I can just rattle these off and I mm-hmm. use them in articles when I write, I in my speaking. So if you're talking to um, physical therapists, you want to know those figures. And these are so easy to Google, Robert. Mm-hmm. So, and so it, it's it's possible. I mean, I knew I know that um, you can do that. I knew the, I knew somehow that you could do that for dentists. But you're saying that's true of of other medical professions as well. I could actually look up what the what the incidence of uh, uh, is with physical therapists, for example, or nurses. Exactly, Ah, exactly. And to give you an an idea, I had an ear, nose and throat specialist married to a dentist come into one of my programs. And when I knew he was an ear, nose and throat specialist, I just Googled um, chronic pain or musculoskeletal disorders in the ear, nose and throat specialist field. And I had the figures in two seconds in front of me. And so I could speak to this uh, ear, nose and throat specialist in my program with that knowledge. And that's impressive. And so uh, whatever field, if if somebody wanted to approach, uh, for example, ITs, uh, people working with uh, computers, Mm -hmm. you can find their injury rate. Same in the surgery, um, different surgical fields. And it sounds to me from what you said that you, you you want you want to have that information. You want to be really familiar with the the medical and scientific studies, and it it sounds also like you want a sort. Of, if it's going to be a group of people, you want to have some nice slides, a slideshow, or uh, you, you, it's it's probably going to appeal to them more. If if your pre if that aspect of your presentation is a bit more professional than we might normally do um, to to uh, to a group with a group of people. Exactly, Robert. So that is their learning style. They expect to have a very professional appearance. So Mm -hmm. even the way you dress needs Mm -hmm. to be professional and um, and. Slides are very useful and they need to be professionally presented. Mm-hmm. And 
And what I do is is I interact with participants. I don't just talk at them. I also have a full size skeleton. I use various props, and and I utilize Alexander teachers to assist me and see the participants in a U shape. So as I'm talking about the various um, body parts, I teach them functional anatomy. Mm-hmm. I uh, teach them where where their joints are, and then they get a little bit of a direct experience of movement and posture using their their knowledge of um, the correct joints and and um, biomechanical design by the way none of these professionals who have learned anatomy for example dentists spend a year studying anatomy in second year mm-hmm. uh, doctors um, study it even more when you ask them to point out where they think their head is sitting on top of the spine or where their uh, hip joints are none of them can find it on their own yes i I've, i have found that too and i think a lot of teachers have they they've studied anatomy kind of anatomy at a distance but not really their own they haven't applied it to their own bodies typically that's right uh, yeah. now it's really important not to shame them and that's something to mm-hmm. watch because this is a group that would feel really embarrassed about not showing so i don't actually ask them to tell me where they think it is mm-hmm. because that would be embarrassing mm-hmm. so what i tell them is that most people uh, point to here or there and i'm not even going to ask you we're just going to look find it mm-hmm. because it's the sort of thing that oh, you've got to be good. mindful yeah. do you know what i mean that's like in good. a regular yeah. group you I just ask that. people uh, to show you right. and and uh, none of them would want to be losing face in front of their peers right right it's not yeah. like if you're working with uh, let's say some singers or actors and you you, you, t- you show them where where their head moves relative to their neck and they ha- they have the sort of aha experience of learning a new fact uh, with this these groups the kind of with medical professionals you you want to sort of pretend to assume that they know that and you're just utilizing it. No, that's excellent. Yes. Yes. So these are some of the things that I learned to be very aware of Mm -hmm. because um, there are egos involved here and and saving face in front of your peers is a really big one. Yes. Um, So now also I, I highly recommend that any Alexander one, a teacher wanting to do this, they need to be reading Ted Diamond's work. He, he has got the language and a very clear explanation because mm-hmm. scientific background um, people, such as doctors, dentists, and all the groups we talked about, they expect very clear explanation. And something that I find quite often is that when Alexander teachers are asked to explain what the Alexander technique is, they might stumble and find it difficult to explain, or they say, well, it's a bit difficult. And I don't think it's difficult. I think it's, I feel that it's very important to work out a very clear explanation that you can say any, any time in a very short time Mm -hmm. so that people get it. And for this 
particular field, it needs to be very clear. So I use something like it is the user guide for the way your body was designed to move and hold postures. And if we had that attached to our necks at birth, then we would know what to do mm-hmm. or something like that. Or perhaps and, an owner's manual for, for an owner's manual. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I cannot agree with you more about it not being a good idea for, for teachers with anybody, really, to say when when they ask what the technique is, say, well, oh, that's a tough one. I think, yeah. I yeah, think well, that that and especially I would think I, I, I imagine for um, medical professionals, I mean, that's just going to be a real turnoff, right? It would. They would never ever talk to you again because what yeah. happens? And again, this is something that I, I talk about, and I'll mention it um, for those who are going to Chicago who are interested. I will actually be presenting on this. How do you take the Alexander technique to the scientific world? Um, it is very important to um, to have that clarity, and and. All these professionals consider themselves experts. So if you go to a doctor and you you want a diagnosis or a recommendation for treatment, you want to feel that this person, you are in good hands. This person knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so if they come to you to have help with their sore neck or back, or whatever body part that you can help. And, and Alexander can teachers can really help. Mm-hmm. The doctor wants to know that he or she is in very good hands and you need to sound very confident, very clear, and consider yourself an expert in posture. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have a big ego and, and um, I don't want to sound like one. However, I talk about myself as um, I'm an expert in posture. I believe that Alexander teachers are more of an expert in posture and movement than anyone else. Yes, and I so agree with that. You, yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So we need to come from that perspective. And I've, I've found that somehow we are trained as Alexander teachers to be extra modest and down talk our expertise and say, well, I'm only a teacher, I'm not really this or that. And I don't think that does justice to what we're able to offer. So this mm-hmm. is not about having a swollen head. It's it's rather being very confident about the contribution that we can make to the medical world and, um, well, anyone and everyone, but now we're talking especially about that field. So uh, now that that confidence and clarity about what you can offer and the uh, amazing value of the Alexander Technique needs to be reflected on the website, on Mm -hmm. your website, and also Mm -hmm. on your cards. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest that anyone who is thinking of going into this field or this field if they have got a card and a website that claims to help everything and everyone, that's not going to work well. So maybe a special website and card for the particular niche or field that you want to go into is helpful mm-hmm. because um, I don't think um, a doctor will feel particularly confident with you if you're also teaching uh, singers and dancers and, and uh, be a panacea, even mm-hmm. though the Alexander Technique is applicable right. to everything. Do you think, uh, do, do you ever say to medical professionals, 
that uh, in terms of the Alexander technique, you're a teacher of it, or how do you describe your uh, how do you describe yourself in a sentence, Alexander-wise, if, if, so, if that makes sense? Okay, that's a, a very good question. So um, I have a name for my I, I set up optimum dental posture. Mm -hmm. So this is something that speaks to the dental world. And I thought long and hard about what can I call myself that immediately says what I do. And to them, I say that I teach uh, inner ergonomics, mm -hmm. the inner ergonomic principles of the Alexander technique. So I, I am an Alexander teacher and I tell them that mm -hmm. I trained in. Mm -hmm. in the Alexander technique. But what I do is I stress the, the fact that there are um, biomechanical principles that govern movement and posture. And mm -hmm. this is something that most people have never heard of. And the Alexander technique teaches those principles. And so I'm bringing it industry specific into the dental world. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was talking to a, a doctor and I do plan to talk to doctors and, and surgeons, I've actually set up a, a different um, name, which I I not created a website for, but I'm calling it Optimum Work Posture. So for me, mm -hmm. posture is the entry point mm -hmm. for bringing the Alexander technique into it. And I would talk about the fact that I am an Alexander teacher and a posture and movement specialist. And, right, I guess, you know, some Alexander teachers listening to this uh, would, would, would be um, uncomfortable talking, are uncomfortable talking about posture, which, uh, because it has a, people tend to think of it as a static concept. And so some teachers just avoid that altogether. I, I personally agree with you. I think the technique is all about posture, but posture as the word originally meant, which included movement. It wasn't just a static. It was a could be a verb, you know, not, not just a noun. I'm glad you brought this up. And I especially wanted to introduce the word posture because I've seen on Facebook Alexander groups discussions where a lot of Alexander teachers don't use that word at right. all. Yeah. And so I'm talking about dynamic posture because right. we're never still and posture and movement patterns in all my uh, speaking and promotion. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to mention with gratitude the work of uh, Tim Cacciatore and Patrick Johnson. Um, Tim especially I've had contact with and he's done a lot of research and he's now running program. He's teaching in, in live webinars the current current science and the Alexander technique. And he talks a lot about the fact that we can talk with confidence about posture and postural tone and the way the Alexander technique can help with with that. And to the scientific world, especially the medical world, we need to be speaking in that way. And, and I have read all of Tim's research papers. Mm -hmm. And in that, there is a language, there's a way that we can talk about the Alexander technique that is backed up by modern science. And right. that's the language that doctors right. truly understand. Right. And I, I, I'd like to put a little pitch in here for his work also. I, I, I have to confess, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Could you say it again for us? 
Well, I think it's Cacciatore, but I may not be right. Well, we'll call him Tim for now. Um, He is a a PhD neuroscientist at, I believe, University of London. Um, I'm not sure of that, but he's he's working in England now. And his uh, studies on postural tone, for example, and the Alexander Technique, are, are among the very few studies that measure the effects of actually measure um, quantitatively the effects of the Alexander technique. So he's not relying on uh, impressions from people. Oh, my pain's less, my pain's gotten better, whatever. He's actually measuring postural tone and, and other uh, things of that sort. And that is unique, I think, among medical research uh, on the technique, medical and scientific research. Very much so. And have you seen his uh, research that he published last year on the uh, reduction of osteoarthritic knee pain yes. after Alexander yes. lessons? Yes. I mean, that is an absolute gem. And mm-hmm. so all his, all his research is brilliant. But what I'd highly recommend for Alexander teachers who are thinking of approaching doctors or mm-hmm. anyone in that scientific world, that they read the way Tim writes about the Alexander technique because that is invaluable and I use that a Mm -hmm. lot and that's how come dentists can hear me otherwise they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Because he uh, I think is a neuroscientist first and then trained to become a teacher of the Alexander technique. I think that was the sequence. So yes I I totally read his studies. There, There are quite a few of them now and uh, I'll actually put a link to a page where you can find find them all. Um, but yeah, that would be exactly the kind of that would be the kind of research you'd want to know in speaking to medical professionals. But also, as you say, read how he describes the technique because yes, he's, he's very using articulate. he's using that language. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's and, and it's almost as if I'm Hungarian by birth. I came mm-hmm. to Australia when mm-hmm. I was 14. So if I go to Hungary, I need to speak Hungarian. And in a way, it's like if you're going to speak to a scientific audience, you need to speak that scientific lingo. Right. And, right. and it's very different to what um, a typical performing arts um, workshop would be using the Alexander technique. So, um, yeah, that is is very helpful. And then just to give you an idea, for example, when I teach very early on in my slide presentation about giving directions, and I talk about directional thinking because I want to teach that to the dentists in my programs, I I use the study, the lighten, lighten up study. You know that one? I don't think I do. Which which one uh, is that? So that was that's the one where Parkinson's um, uh, disease patients were taught three different ways of. Oh um, yes, yes, I am familiar with that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so the ones that were given the lighten up instructions without having hands on, just mm-hmm. not even a lot mm-hmm. of explanation, mm-hmm. and there was a significant improvement. Yes. And so I talk about that study. I talk about several studies to give substance to my presentation because mm-hmm. 
this audience needs to know that this is evidence-based. So that's another buzzword. It's got to be evidence-based. Um, right, right. Meaning it's based on research. And I talk about that study and I say that the intervention was just a thought. And that is how I then talk about the power of directional thinking yes. or thinking in relation. Otherwise, it sounds all airy-fairy and waffly. Mm. And after that, dentists have no problem with thinking yourself up this way and thinking something away or release because they know that this has been scientifically proven as an intervention. So unlike... Um... I hate to use the term ordinary students, but typical students Yes. Um, for whom you could introduce directions and they'll be fine if you introduce them in the right way. With medical professionals, you want to give them some actual research evidence that, yes. that, that, that it has been useful. And then yes. they can... They need, they almost, it's almost as though they, they really need that to latch on to, to take you seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, it's very helpful to ha ask for hands up who has been having pain, if, if you're talking to a group, mm -hmm. um, who's, and, and of course, people are surprised to see everybody else put their hands up. Yep. Also ask, um, now, who has, what have you done to help yourself? And people put their hands up for having seen umpteen physical therapists and various doctors yep. and everyone's tried help for everything. And and then you say, well, has it helped? And of course it hasn't. And then to flesh up studies that have shown that this hasn't helped. And then to look at, well, why hasn't it? Because yeah. that way, and I do that very early on again in yep. my yep. presentation. So I, I spend time in a seminar room and then I take dentists around dental equipment in a dental showroom. So I teach in activity. Mm -hmm. Once they've learned certain principles and where their joints are, we then put them into their uh, clinical setting and, mm -hmm. and apply it clinically and that connects the dots and they understand what they're learning. But what um, is um, really important is that they understand why what you're going to teach before you get into the Alexander work, that they have a problem, that there is a pain and most of them will have pain or they'll have patients who are in pain and doctors can't help with. Mm -hmm. And that's a big frustration for doctors. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that even though all the various remedies and therapeutic approaches are well meant and those therapists are doing their very best, it doesn't actually make a long term difference. Right. And and again, I use studies to show that that is the case. And then we look at, well, why has that happened? And, and then I, I make it very practical. I use a lot of metaphors and I show a, a crushed car on, on a, in my slide presentation. Mm -hmm. And I say, if I was your local car mechanic and you kept bringing me this car crushed every month or two, I could just keep on repairing it. And that would be really good for my business. Mm -hmm. But if I really wanted to look after you, what would I have to ask you? And of course, people yell out. I, I make it very interactive. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd want to look at my driving. And I say, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you see my point yeah, here. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, right. I, 
we're we're getting a, a, a kind of towards the end of the time we have, and I wanted to bring up one other thing. But but if you have something you you we haven't covered, this would be a good time to do it. Uh, well, just just um, finishing up that point is that mm. practical examples yes, of um, yes. uh-huh. what the fact that without making anybody wrong, any other modality of treatment wrong, right. to explain that without taking the whole system, the whole psychophysical system that is operating and moving in a gravitational field. And by the way, Robert, not one person out of probably over a thousand um, dentists I've spoken to and worked with have ever thought about gravity. Well, that's so true. I actually that's hold the ball and drop it. Right, right. So, and, 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 uh, yeah. and again, it's Ted Diamond's work. And I just yeah. say, well, unless you look at how the system's meant to work and what has gone wrong in a gravitational field, not just band-aid symptom relief, working with the area of pain, but looking at habits and habit change, nothing is going to be long-term relief. And, uh, and that, once they get that, and that takes me only a few minutes to explain in a program or even in a one-on-one conversation, then people are really open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this would be a good place to end our conversation. Um, so, um, and I want to thank you, by the way, for the work you're doing. Uh, it's um, it's it's amazing what you're doing out there, getting getting the word out to dentists and now uh, other medical professions. Um, my uh, my guest today is I'm going to try to get this right, Aniko. Ball. Yes. Yeah, it's good, right? Um, Thank who's you. Who's a, a dentist and Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. Um, I will be putting a link to her site by the interview. And um, do you do you work with do you work with non medical students uh, as well in 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 your practice? Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm working with dentists and also dental students, and I'm currently conducting research which will be published teaching the Alexander Technique ergonomic principles to oral health therapy students. And mm-hmm. I think out of that, we'll be able to introduce it into the dental curriculum. Once that happens, I think that will open the doors to medical schools and various places. So right. I intend to do more research using the Alexander work. Well, if if you're in the Melbourne, Australia area, um, contact uh, Aniko through her website. I'll also put a link to I'll put a link to a, um, a, a website that will give you more general information about the technique, uh, but but actually m- perhaps more specifically to a page on that site which um, deals with uh, the scientific and medical studies that have been conducted over the years. Aniko, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure for me as well. Take care. Thank you.